Welcome to Rose Radio. I'm your host, Marley Harris, and I'm here to talk to you about all things entrepreneurial, personal growth, and self-development with a side of spiritual woo-woo. I have successfully turned my side hustle into a full-time career while traveling the world and living a life I've only dreamed of. I hope by listening to this show, I inspire all you little rosebuds to do the same. Thanks for listening. Now enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Welcome to Rose Radio, our first episode. I'm your host, Marley Harris, and I am so excited to finally be starting my own podcast. I have been putting this off for months and months and months, (laughs) and I've honestly wanted to start my own podcast for so long, but as you'll hear in my story that I'm about to record, my life has been a little insane lately, and I honestly haven't even had my own space to record a podcast, and I didn't want to start it and not be consistent with it, but I finally feel like I'm at the place in my life where it's time. It is so time, and I'm so excited to finally be sharing my story. Um, I get so many questions about this, and I thought, like, why else? Why am I, like, replying to everyone, sending all these big messages when I could just record a podcast and share it with the world? So (laughs) that's what I'm going to do today. I thought it would be a great way to start off if you're just tuning in, if you're one of my besties, or if you're follow me on Instagram, or if you don't even know me at all and you just find this episode, um, it'll be a great way to like learn more about me, more about my story, and how I started Rose Designs and how I got to where I am now. So basically, yeah, I'm just going to give you the DL on what happened in my life, <laughs> how I started my business, and how I got to here. So basically, this all starts when I started university. So I could go back and back and back, but let's start there because I feel like that's when things really started to pop off for me. (laughs) So I went to Western University. It's in London, Ontario, which is in Canada. And this is about three hours away from my hometown, which is in Blue Mountain, which is, again, a really small town. It's a really small ski town in, uh, in Ontario. So I went to Western and I went there for business. I knew I wanted to go into business. Um, Eventually, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like, okay, let's just go into business. It'll be easy um, to like transition to whatever I want to do. Because I actually didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew if I did business, at least maybe some way it would sort itself out. So I went to Western and basically... How the story starts with my business is that when I want to come back each summer and like work in marketing, um, because that's what my major was in, basically you either work in a restaurant back where I live or you work in a restaurant. There's actually no other options. (laughs) So I decided to start my own business in the sense that I had really no other option. And I saw that a lot of like mom and pop small business owner like stores, they didn't have time to run social media. They didn't know how to run social media. They didn't know the importance of it. But there's literally so many tourists coming to our town that um, it just made sense to help them with this. And I knew, um, based from my schooling and based from just being like, you know, a millennial, um, that I could help them with this. So I applied for the summer um, grant. Unfortunately, this doesn't exist anymore. But basically, the government gives you three thousand dollars I think at the time to start your own business and so I was like yes 
hop on that. So I applied and I got it. And what you essentially have to do is just like show up. <laughs> but I was like 18 years old. I was working in a restaurant still because like um, I had to make, you know, keep the lights on. And and I was just like so distracted from like going to the beach, having fun. And like I kind of put my business out there, but honestly, not really. Like it was kind of a shit show. I barely had you had to go to like one meeting a month and I was like I don't want to go like I was so annoying about it but it did get me into the idea of like okay I could own my own business and it is a feasible option so from there then I kind of like I got one client and it was my hairdresser (laughs) and basically she was like oh my god can you create me a website and I was like I mean I've never done that before but I can try And then I created the website. I was like, oh my God, I love this. It was with Wix. And this is literally in like 2015. Okay. Yeah. Maybe 2015. So it was like ghetto back then. And, but I loved it. I loved it so much. And then she's like, oh, can you create a logo for me? Again, never done anything like this before. I was like Googling how to crop things. Like it was DIY at best, but I actually again loved it. So I was like, okay, interesting, interesting. And then so I kept doing stuff like that for her, and like she would refer me to a bunch of clients. And then since it's such a small town, I just got so not so many, but I would just keep getting referrals like client to client. And I was in university at the time, obviously, so it was just a little nice like side cash, but like really not that much. I think I was charging like $50 for a logo. That's like, that's, I, everyone out there who like works in design or has had anything done graphic design would be like, what? And then like, yeah, websites were like, like, I think like 500. And I was like, and when I like quote them for 500, I was like, oh my God, this is so much money. Like, blah, blah, blah. Which is like a complete joke now that I think about it. But anyways, blessed to all my first <laughs> clients who got a sweet deal. Um, yeah. So then I kept doing that. And then throughout university, I basically just went from client to client referral. My business is called Marley Rose Harris Consulting. Obviously didn't do any consulting. <laughs> and then it just kind of just, I just let it flow. I never had an Instagram page. I didn't have a Facebook page. And then there was a hot moment throughout university. Oh, sorry. Okay. Let's skip ahead. So then I graduated from university and I knew I wanted to work at this um, marketing agency in London, Ontario. I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to give any beef, but I saw it and I was like, it was like your classic agency. It had the ping pong tables. It had the beer on tap, not that I drink beer, but you know, it's like the classic like internship, um, (laughs) movie. And I was like, oh my God, I want to work here so badly. Like everything looks so hype on Instagram. So essentially I found a graduate program at Fanshawe College called Marketing Management, 100% recommend that because after graduating from university, I was like, oh my God, I'm so unhirable. Like all I had for experience in like the marketing world, quote unquote, was me having my own business and like no recruiter even looked at that. So I was like, okay, great. I'm never getting hired. So I went into this graduate program with the full intention of wanting to work at this marketing agency. Then that summer, I actually stayed in London, Ontario, and I got a job as a marketing um, manager for this nonprofit. And 
God only knows how I got that job. I remember I got rejected from so many jobs. It was actually even like getting into the summer. I still didn't have a job and I was so stressed out about money. I remember like crying to my boyfriend being like, I'm never going to get, well, ex-boyfriend at the time or now, but (laughs) I'm like, I'm never going to get a job. Like I'm going to be so broke. And I was just like, it was a bad time. But he kept being like, no, something better is coming. Something better is coming. But which is like literally my mantra now. But at the time I could not see that. And lo and behold, I got like the best job possible for me because my supervisor there really, we got along so well. And for like the first time I was in a job where like I was actually like valued (laughs) and she like loved my input and I was actually like applying what I learned in school to work for the first time. And I was like, I was just like loving it. And then at this time, I also like was super into fitness because, um, in university, freshman 15 hit me hard. <laughs> and then I started going to the gym a lot in university. So by the time I graduated, I was like a full on like obsessed with like health, fitness. And I always have been a very creative person. So my supervisor, I would always like talk to my supervisor about like, oh my God, I like started listening to podcasts and was like, obs- like teaching her everything I learned. She's like, you need to start your own blog. And I'm like, oh my God, no one's going to read that blog. And she's like, no, you need to. And was like really supportive of me. And I was like, okay, maybe I will start my own blog. And then also at the same time, I was noticing like that there was like no vegan culture. I was vegan at the time as well. There was like no vegan culture in London, Ontario, which duh. (laughs) But I was like, okay, like maybe I can like write about like vegan culture, like restaurants, like, and I like interviewed like a bunch of restaurant owners and like fitness people in London to kind of create a bit of a community for London in like the health and fitness area. And through that, I kind of, I got like 2000 followers, which at the time I was like freaking out. I was obsessed with this blog. Okay. I was like every single night I was like coming home from work, working on it, like always working on Instagram. Like I was like, wow, I actually feel like I have this like purpose for the first time because like it was actually I was actually doing something I truly truly loved for like maybe the first time and I was and everything was just falling into place like I would get messages from influencers I actually got like a few sponsored posts like only like two months in and I was meeting all these amazing people who actually liked the same things as me and so I was like oh my god this is amazing so but the only thing that didn't help with blogging is that I hate writing (laughs) so like I loved meeting people I loved connecting I loved networking I love the health and fitness industry I was so obsessed with everything but I hated actually going on and writing a blog post so I love um podcast I love talking so (laughs) I know that this is not gonna happen for podcasting but I've always not liked writing so unfortunately I kind of just like let the um blog go to the side but I had this like following on my personal Instagram now and I was like still sharing on Instagram all the time because it was just like my life was living and breathing health and fitness. So then we're going to jump forward to when I went, got into this graduate program. So again, I was in this graduate program, which was all about marketing, digital marketing, um, website design, and I was loving it. I was at, um, I loved all my professors. Like I never, I honestly never felt like I was at school. I was like thriving. I was like, this is the best. Like I like got my work in. I like had like this full routine and I was like so happy there. I remember that. And, but again, I was still doing my business on the side, but never in a million years did I think like 
the business could be full-time. Like, are you joking me? Um, so I was still had this internship. Like I was like, I need this internship. I need this internship. So, um, through actually my summer job at the nonprofit, I actually reached out to this agency and asked to interview them. Um, not for any reason, just to kind of get my foot in the door. Um, because it was kind of like, instead of them interviewing me, I wanted to interview them. And I think, um, my supervisor actually gave me this idea. And so I went over there and I just like talked to him. I told him all about my story, told him all about my blog and me and the community manager, um, we got along so well. We just had the best time together and I was like, okay, sweet. I like got my foot in the door and then, and then they were actually started offering internships. So I like asked a few questions about the internship and he was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like when they go live next semester, like send me a message when you apply and like I'll let our um, HR team know. I was like, okay, sweet. And I left and I felt really, really good. Then I went to, so then fast forward the first semester, I didn't want to do an internship because I was like, I just need to see like how a fan show is going to be like the first semester. But I ended up being so bored because I got exempt from a bunch of classes because they were the exact same I took at Western. So I was bored as hell. But I got to take a lot of time to like work on my blog and work on my business. So it worked out for the better. But I just know that like I need to do. Oh, and our school went on strike. So I remember just being so bored. I think I would work out for like three hours. Because like I honestly had nothing else to do. Then second semester came around. And I got the internship. He literally emailed me. And I didn't even have to interview. He was just like, you got the job. And I remember that was like... <laughs> Honestly, one of the first times in my life that I really wanted something and got it. And I was like, I, I will never forget the day. Like, I remember exactly what I was wearing, exactly where I was when I found out. I was, like, so happy. Just because, like, previously I had been rejected from so many jobs that summer. Um, I did get into Fanshawe, like, easily. But, um, well, not to sound cocky, but, like, basically I think they let anyone in. But, <laughs> um, and then I just, I honestly remember being so happy. So... I did the internship and honestly, I hated it. Like, I I had this whole idea of what I thought working at an agency would be. Like, everyone's like collaborative. They're all like writing on whiteboards, like having like all these meetings after and like throwing like paper airplanes across it. No, no. <laughs> it was like head down. I All I had to do was like make spreadsheets. I was working on um, a lot of influencer campaigns, which I was just like, literally emailing people being like hey you want to try our product like I was just like wow this is so bored everyone there is so stressed out there's so many deadlines I had to oh my god it was just so structured I was like wow I hate this but in hindsight I am so grateful that I had that opportunity because if I hadn't I would not be where I am now so I knew after that experience I did not want to work there and my goal in life was to live and work in Australia. And I'm like, so this is this is like um, June of two, th- or this is like this, yeah, the second semester. So like January to April of 2018, if you're just wondering on a timeline. So that's when I was like finishing up grad school. It was only one year. And when we were finishing, I had like a lot of job offers because basically being at my school... The program that I did, they basically get you jobs, which is amazing. 
So I had a lot of job offers, but I was struggling with the fact that if I applied and like accepted a job, I wouldn't be able to move to Australia for the winter because I I hate the cold. I'm like, I refuse to ever experience a winter again. So uh, I was putting my foot down. I was like, no. (laughs) And then so basically what happened is I had a lot of job offers and I was like stuck at this crossroad. Because I also found out that at my school, there's an entrepreneurship center called Leap. And they offered you $5,000 to start your business. And you had to apply for it, interview, and get in. And I applied for it, and I was, like, waiting to hear back even if I got an interview. But based on the timeline, I would have to basically... Either I had to take the job offer, or I had to wait, say no to them, and find out if I got into this summer program. It was only nine weeks, but... It was at the beginning of the summer. And I remember talking to everyone. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I would love to start my own business. But, like, taking a job would be the safe choice. I'd have benefits. The salaries were amazing. But, again, it would I would be locked to living in London. And I just didn't know if I wanted to live in London. And I remember talking to one of my teachers at Fanshawe. And I literally, like, booked a one-on-one meeting with her. Because I was like, I do not know what to do. And she basically told me, she's like, like, these jobs are going to be there for you no matter what. So you just need to, like, do your own thing. Like, take the risk. She's like, right now you're so young. You don't have a mortgage. You don't have kids. She's like, and she kind of was like, I wish I did that when I was your age. And I was like, okay. It was, like, exactly what I needed to hear at the exact same time. And, like, you know what? You know what's funny? You know when, like, so many people tell you the same thing? And then, like, one person tells you the exact same thing. Like, oh, my God. Thank you so much. Like, this is revolutionary. Whereas, like, everyone's been telling me that. But for some reason, when she told me, I was like, okay, yes. You're right. <laughs> so then I was like, okay. I said, no. I turned down all the job offers. And it felt amazing. I was like, yeah. Like, I'm a boss-ass bitch. <laughs> I don't need you. Well, that was kind of, it didn't kick me in the face, but, but then I was like started at at the ground, ground zero. So I ended up actually getting the um, business grant. So, so I took that money and those nine weeks, fully nine weeks, did not do anything else except for I like paid myself a, a salary from the five grand and then took the rest of the money and, um, invested it into rebranding my business. So Marley Rose Harris Consulting was no longer, God bless, peace out, RIP, we started Rose Designs. Rose Designs is called Rose because my middle name is Rose. And I didn't want to call it Marley Rose because I knew that it was going to be bigger than me. Well, I know it is, so I didn't want to have my name attached to it, but low-key is. If anyone's wondering where that name came from, now you know my little secret. So we rebranded, I made a whole website. Um, I made an Instagram page, I made a Facebook page, and I was just like, YOLO, let's do this. And then, so what happened basically is that all of my followers from my personal page, which was like, um, holistic nutritionist, anyone basically in the fitness and wellness field, they were all following my personal page. So when I launched my business, they all, we were, I was like friends with a lot of them. So they all supported my personal page or sorry, my business page. So when they came over, and all these individuals are like solopreneurs, so they all end up needing logos, websites, everything. So it was like, okay, that worked out really well. So now I end up getting to work with the people that I love, that I connect with, and 
just as an aside, I actually thought I wanted to go to like holistic nutritionist school after digital mar- after my like grad program in marketing because I love it so much. But like I'm not sciencey at all. I hated chemistry. I hated biology. I hate all that stuff. And so in hindsight, yeah, I'm not meant to be a nutritionist. Like that's not my jam. But I love those people. So working with them now is like the best of both worlds because I get to work with these amazing women and and males. And but at the same time, I get to do what I'm good at, which is designing and creating. And yeah, so that's just an aside. But basically, then I launched my business. But I, but the program lasted nine weeks, and then after that, like I, like I did not make enough money in the beginning to make ends meet. Like I think my first month, I made. I actually did make two thousand dollars the first month. I I'll actually never forget that. And I was like, holy shit, it's happening! I'm like, like in like in my mind two thousand dollars was so much money because i'm like holy shit and i was like loving every minute of it i was connecting with the most amazing people i was like making a little tribe out of all my clients i was like oh my god i love everyone and i was so happy but then i worked at a restaurant part-time so what i did is literally for the month of um july august and september I did the same thing every single day. I'd work out in the morning. I'd work on my business for the entire day. And then the evening, I would work at a restaurant for like three to four nights a week. And I did that for like all that time and like loved it. Like I was just thriving that summer. I remember I was like so happy. And my business grew and grew and grew. But like, again, I wasn't making insane amount of money, but I was just so happy because I was finally working for myself. And if anyone knows anything about me, I love working for myself. And so I was just, I don't know, my dream was coming true. So I was so happy. Then fast forward to November. In November, I left for Australia, which again was my dream. And I think it was really important that I had a goal. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to Australia in November. And so I need to like grind, make money and like put my head down. So when I go to Australia, I knew I wouldn't be working there. So like I need to like save up enough money to do this. And by the time I went to Australia, I was, again, my business was doing well, but it was just me, just, again, designing logos, websites, basically anything anyone threw at me, packaging, um, managing Instagram, like, it was just me. I was working 12-hour days every day. It was insane. And so then I get to Australia, and I'm, like, mostly traveling. So it, I want to say, I don't even want to call myself a digital nomad because I was traveling and working on the side. Do you know what I mean? So most of my days were consisting of like moving around, traveling, meeting new people. And I'll do other podcasts on my stories about Australia because I met some very key people in my life. Um, and so when I was in Australia, I honestly just had the best time. Like the minute my toe hit the tarmac, um, when I stepped off the airplane, I was like, oh my God, like, this is everything. Like, I love it here. I remember just, I like, just felt so good in the sunshine. And me and my friend, we went for six, no, for, I was there for two and a half months. She was there for six weeks. And funny story, I actually booked a random flight in January, just thinking like, oh, well, my friend is going to book the same time as me. But she ended up not being able to like, get enough time off work. No, she ended up quitting her job I don't remember why but she couldn't come for the full amount of time and I literally had a panic attack I'm like what I can't be in Australia alone like I'm like it's gonna be the worst I was like trying to change my flight and it was literally $500 for me to change my flight no 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 it was like $800 and 
And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. Like, I was being so dramatic. And I remember my mom was like, for the love of God, do not change your flight. Like, you're going to have the best time. Do not come home. You're not going to want to come home for December. Oh, also, it was like the first time missing Christmas. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was, like, freaking out. But then I was like, you know what? No, this happened for a reason. I'm just going to go. And in hindsight, holy shit, it happened for a reason. Um, so... Anyway, so I had the best time in Australia. Again, I'll do, like, more podcasts on that. But this podcast might be five hours if I dive into that. Um, So while I was in Australia, again, I was working. But, again, my business was nowhere near what it is now. So I was able to, like, really enjoy my time. (laughs) God bless. And so then after that, I got a job offer from Fanshawe College when I was, like, in December. Um, so the end of the year, and I totally manifested this because before I left, me and my girlfriends were making vision boards, and I put Fanshawe College on my vision board. I'm like, oh my god, I've always wanted. I'm like, I really want to work at Fanshawe one day. I can just see myself like teaching, marketing, and then also working on my business on the side because I'm the type of person that needs to have like twelve things going on at once to be like satisfied. Like I can't just be doing one thing. And so, lo and behold. I get a job offer from Fanshawe College, and it was actually from Leap, which is where I did my, where I started my business, that entrepreneurship center, and they want a marketing manager who would also be the community manager, and I also had on my goals for 2019 to develop a community, so I literally was like, okay, this is the universe gift to me, um, I'll just go home when my flight is, which is January 16th, because I was really struggling, you guys. I was like, I loved it in Australia so much, but no part of me wanted to move home. Like, no part of me. The entire time I was struggling with what to do. Like, I'm like, do I get a working holiday? But if I had to get a working holiday, that means I would have had to leave the country, apply for it, and then come back. But I was going to Bali, so I'm like, okay, I'll apply for it when I'm in Bali. And I really didn't know what to do. I was, like, struggling the entire time. And this is a huge theme in my life where it's like two to three different options in my life. And I'm like at a crossroad. And I, in these instances, I literally text everyone I know. I'm like, mom, grandpa, like best friend, step aunt, uncle, semi, like I'm like, I'm texting everyone, calling, don't know what to do. And then not until I hear everyone's opinion, am I like, okay, this is what I need to do. (laughs) But that's what I, I used to be really bad for that, but now it's more like my gut instinct. I just have learned to kind of listen to like what I, like what is my intuition saying? Um, again, I will make more podcasts on that in the future, which I'm so excited about, but so yeah. So by this time I'm really struggling, but I got this job offer and I was like, okay, so I don't have to change my flight. I can go home for a few months The job offer was actually only contracted work, so it was only for six weeks, and I'm like, okay, I made so many best friends in Australia, I was like, guys, I'm just going to take it, I know this is a gift from the universe, because it's it's too creepy that, for me to say no, because it's like exactly what I wanted, and I'm like, I'll be back in April, that was my plan, and so I was like, I just really feel like I have to be home right now, and so what happened is I flew home, and okay, so now we're going to get into more of my personal life. So basically at this time, um, there's a lot of family um, things going on, and this is not why I flew home, but I just knew I had to go home because my intuition was just telling me I had to go home, and and my dad was really struggling at this point. Um, my family was going, my parents were separating, and so my dad would call me every day. He was really upset. 
obviously, but I was always there for him. And going home, it was just so hard to see him because I think he definitely put on like kind of like an act when he would call me on the phone and just be like, yeah, everything's okay. And like, he was really upset because I'd have to talk, talk him down a lot. But like for the majority of the time, he would pretend to be happy when he called me. So when I got home, he was not good. Like he was really upset. Um, he was drinking a lot. He, he was like, I was just in shock when I saw him and but I was coming home from Australia from a high, okay? I was at the best place I've ever been. I felt very confident in myself. I was, like, doing my business full-time at this point, which, in hindsight, it was, like, not doing very well. But <laughs> at the time, I really thought it was. And I just I couldn't understand why he was so upset because I met a few people while I was away who actually lost people in their lives, and and then and they were like some of the happiest people I've ever met. So when my dad was so upset about the situation, I was like, Dad, like, come on, like it's, like, I, it was really hard for me to understand. And I don't know how people are gonna react to that, but I try to be really empathetic, but and like there for him as much as I could. But he was just he was just so upset, and my dad actually ended up taking his life um, about a week and a half after I got home. So at the beginning of the year, I was coming home, I was on a high, I was coming back from Australia, I was so happy, I was like starting a job that I was actually really excited about, and I think I was only in it for a week, and and yeah, my whole world completely crumbled. And I think a lot of people are gonna be really surprised to hear this because I actually don't ever talk about this, but I've been talking about it more and more since it's been just over a year now, and I think it's I'm I can talk about it better now. Um, so obviously, that news like broke me. <laughs> um, I, I'll never forget that day, and I was just in shock. Honestly, it still doesn't really feel real, but um, I basically had to yeah I had to put on an act for to go back to work, I had to put an act on to all my clients, I had to put an act on to my friends, to my family, because I wanted to be strong, and I actually met one of my best friends, still to this day, she's my best friend, Katie, um, and when I met her in Australia, I, I remember asking her about her tattoo, and I was like, I was like, oh, what's this tattoo for, and she was like, oh, it's for my, my boyfriend who passed away, and I was like, what, and I remember being like, She's, like, honestly one of the most happiest, positive, most amazing people I've ever met. And I couldn't believe that she had been through something like that and has and is so positive. So when this happened, I knew I had, like, my mom called me and I had said I had to go. Like, when my mom called me to tell me the news, I was, like, obviously we talked for a while. But then I was, like, I have to call Katie. And she was the first person I talked to. And I will never forget, like, what she said to me. She said to me the exact words that I needed to hear at the time. She was, like, she basically was like obviously like crying with me and then she was like I just don't want this to make you lose your sparkle and I was like wow and then the whole year and this still now I'm like whenever I feel down I'm like no I can't let this ruin me like and at the same time I had never really met anyone who'd been through a death like a a sudden death like that so Katie was my expander to make me realize it was going to be okay 
And another one of my girlfriends that I met when I was in Australia, uh, Lauren, she also wasn't a huge expanded for me. She also lost someone that was really close to her. And she made me realize that, like, she's, again, one of the most happy, positive people I've ever met. And, again, I actually saw her tattoo and was like, oh, like, what's that for? And then she's like, oh, it's for my brother who passed away. And I was like, oh, my God. And, again, I had the thought in my mind of, like, how is this person so happy and positive and had, like, one of the most worst things ever happened to her? But I knew I had to meet those people because they showed me that I was going to be okay. Because when something like that happens to you, I actually didn't know if I was going to be okay. I was like, because at this point, I felt like I was in such a good place. But I'm so grateful that it happened when it did because I actually was okay. Um, I knew I was going to be okay. So basically, I spent the entire year just working. (laughs) I hid myself in work. I like pull my head down. I... So I did this job and I ended up extending it because I knew I couldn't leave in April um, because, again, what had just happened. And I knew I, I wanted to be there for my family and I was in no state to leave. And so basically I went to therapy right away and I went to therapy every week. And then I also did Reiki sessions every like as much as I could. And and between like the Eastern and Western like methods of therapy and energy healing I like became like I became more okay and more okay and but I I kept extending my contract with um Fanshawe College and kept extending extending because I did really like it there and I needed that stability in my life to keep me going so I basically started working three jobs (laughs) so I did my business full-time I did Fanshawe 24 hours a week, but in the beginning, every week, but then it went down to like five hours near the end because Rose Designs was starting to get really busy. And then also I worked in a restaurant three nights a week. Um, and again, I had a goal. I was like, I know I want to move back to Australia. And and I just, I don't know, I personally don't really thrive in London, Ontario. So I ha- honestly had nothing else to do besides work. So all I did for literally four months straight is I would wake up every morning at 5 a.m. I would work out at F45. I would go to either Fanshawe for the day or I would go to work on my own business for the day. And then the night I would go to um, work at a restaurant. And if I wasn't working at the restaurant, I would work on my business. So basically anytime I wasn't working, I was either working on my business or, and then every Saturday I would go out. Yes, I realize this is absolutely miserable, but I honestly was feeling okay. Like, in hindsight of what everything happened, I think I became like a workaholic and I used it as a coping mechanism. Um, And I remember my therapist kept saying this, like every time I was like, oh, I'm getting a new job. She's like, oh, and I thought this was a good thing because, and, but it like, again, I'll, I'll, expand on this but at the time it just it honestly it was the only thing that could get me through what was happening and yeah basically that's how my summer went <laughs> last summer and then so now let's fast forward to September and so right now it's January no it's February of 2020 so this is September of 2019 um so then I decided that I was going to do a bunch of traveling and I was going to leave my two other jobs. 
and I was stressing hard because I've always been able to rely on another job to support me. So my business didn't have to do that well because I'm like, oh, like if one month it didn't do well, it didn't matter because I had these two other jobs supporting me, which is I mean, when you start, it's an amazing way to start your own business. But as you keep going, I feel like you have to drop the other jobs as like an energy tactic because it shows the universe that like you don't have to be that abundant because you're relying on two other things. So for me, I was like, it was always just like a coping mechanism. Again, I was like, I had something to fall back on. So I always had like one foot in and one foot out of my business because if it did fail, it doesn't matter because I had two other jobs. It was like a safety blanket. And then I knew it started to grow a lot. And I brought an employee, Ashley, in um, last, well, like seven months ago. So I think maybe around June or July or August. (laughs) Oh, July, maybe. Um, and, And she made me really get my ass in gear. And I'll talk more about Ashley and like hiring your first employee and everything. But she really helped me like, get my shit together and like make things legit and again with my business nothing was I was like oh I don't have to make it legit because again if it fails it doesn't matter do you know what I mean I always had like one foot out because it's scary starting your own business and like putting yourself everyone knew about it I was like and if it failed I was gonna be embarrassed so I always had like one foot out and so anyways then we get to September and that's when I dropped my two other jobs I dropped the um, the waitressing job and I dropped Fanshawe College and I moved back home and I was going to be home for three weeks before I left for my first trip and in that month my income for Rose Design tripled like I was like what I'm like I've never made this much money in a month in my entire life it was like life-changing and I couldn't figure out what happened but like in hindsight duh obviously I made way more money because my all my energy and all my attention was going to one thing now it wasn't spread across three different things so that was like an amazing moment for me because it was actually made me realize oh my god I can do this because I was freaking out before I left my two other jobs like oh my god my business is gonna fail I'm gonna be poor I'm gonna be broke and was like having all these horrible limiting beliefs but my friends were always like no that I don't believe that's ever gonna happen like I refuse to let that happen so they like they supported me they held space for me they just like were my words of confirmation that I was gonna be okay and I was okay like I was more than okay and for the first month of September I went on a cross Canada tour with FML Adventures Again, this is an unreal story, and I will talk about it again in a podcast, but I traveled across Canada, and I was working online, and everything was fine. Everything was fine. I was like, oh my god, everything's going to be okay, and then for the month October, um, I actually got my family friends flew me out to England, and, and I got to go to England for a few weeks. We went to Paris for the weekend. And then I went to Bangkok, stopped over at Bangkok on my way to Bali. And then for the month of um, November, I was in Bali with my best friend Katie, who I talked about before. And that was an insane month for me because A, again, it was the most money I've ever made in my business in one month. But I was also traveling Bali with my best friend, wasn't even working 12-hour days like I was back during the summer. I was like enjoying my life. I wasn't stressed. 
and I was having the time of my life, but I was making, and my business was thriving, and I'm like, whoa, like, what is happening here? Like, I just made me realize, like, oh my god, I don't have to grind, like, an insane amount to be successful, so that was an amazing moment and life lesson for me, and then also at this time, again, I only had one job, right, so a lot of shit came up, because I didn't have any distractions anymore, I didn't have work to, like, distract me, so a lot of emotions came up, and I think, I think what had happened with my dad finally hit me, but again, it's really hard for me, because I always have to show up for my clients, I I have deadlines, I have them, like, relying on me, and so, again, I would always just push it back down, because I was like, oh, I can't deal with this right now, I have to deal, people are relying on me, so I would be, like, I would have emotional breakdowns all the time, but I was in Bali, and I remember saying to my mom, like, why am I, like, feeling this, like, I'm in Bali, my business is doing better than it's ever has before, I'm with my best friend, but, like, I'm having mental breakdowns, like, not mental, just, like, crying all the time, and I would be sad all the time, and she's, like, I think it's finally hitting you, and I was, like, holy, so, just goes to show, just because on Instagram, it probably looked like I was having the time of my life, which I was, but they were some really dark times, and then we moved to Australia, and, again, same thing in Bali, like, I was finally, like, a lot of things hit me in Australia, because also, it was the wildfires when I went to Australia, and it still is. So there's a lot of days of, like, pure smoke. I would just be sitting inside. I actually missed Bali so much. And at this point, I, like I said, I just missed Bali so much. All I wanted to do was get back to Bali because, which is weird, because the first time that I went to Australia, like I said, I loved it, right? But now that I was running my business full-time, a lot of people in Australia aren't. Like, they're working for the man, they're working in office jobs because you make a shitload of money in Australia, so I don't blame them. But I was working from home a lot. I didn't know how to make friends. I was just lonely. And obviously, I was with Katie, and we had the best time together. But I, like, my heart wanted to be back in Bali so badly. And Rachel, who's one of my business partners in a um, retreat that we're hosting, she was flying to Bali. So I was like, great, I will meet you in Bali because I have to leave Australia every three months anyways. And so... I was like, why not? I'll just go then. And so that basically kind of catches up to where I am now living in Bali. So that's my life story over the past few years. It's kind of crazy. And I want to dive more into like each segment because I honestly like raised over so many things, but I want to have (laughs) more content. So I left a bunch of things out, but overall that's kind of like got to where I am now and I'm running a business with now three employees, um, soon to be four. Um, we work with businesses all over the world. And yeah, we're honestly just like, I'm having the best time. I'm, again, every month is bigger with more income, um, more clients, better clients, bigger clients. And yeah, it's honestly been the craziest journey. Um, but everything happens for a reason. Like, for example, if I had stayed in Australia, I would have had to come home anyways um, when my dad passed. If I had have stayed in Australia, I wouldn't have had the time to go home and work on my business. I was forced to work on my business. And now I can actually 
work from anywhere in the world. I'm fine. I'm self-sustaining. Whereas if I stay in Australia, I wouldn't be able to do that. I would have had to get a working holiday and God knows where I would be now. I would be so distracted. Like, cause like it would have been just a huge party in Australia. And again, my business would have been put off. And so many people that I met along the way have taught me and like showed me that I would be okay. And again, also huge expanders in business huge expanders in my life and huge expanders to basically guide me along this journey. So I'm going to cut that off now. It's been close to 45 minutes. And yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe. I would love it so much if you did. We, I know in the intro I talk about what we're talking about, but what you can expect here is basically more crazy manifestation stories more tips on how to become a digital nomad and how I've done it, more tips on how to build your business, build a successful business. Um, I'm going to do a bunch of story times. Obviously, I'm going to interview people, but mainly it's going to be me and like my journey, my stories, my tips and advice, and anything that I feel like I'm getting a lot of questions about. Honestly, I'm just going to make a pod about because I love talking, <laughs> as you can probably tell. And yeah, I'm so excited for this journey. I'm so happy I'm finally doing this. And I'm just so grateful um, with all the connections that this is going to bring me. Please stick around because there's going to be more crazy stories about all my crazy manifestations from free trips to Bali to free trips up the coast to Australia to manifesting crazy amounts of money for no reason and how I do all that how I've been able to overcome trauma and build a life that I've only dreamed of so thank you so much for tuning in please leave a review please subscribe I would love it so much if you did and yeah welcome to Rose Radio and I'm so happy that this is a thing now and that you are listening and I love you all so much and thank you so much for tuning in more coming next week